Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Marcus Hall. He is the president and partner of California Closets. California Closets owns and operates an independent franchise throughout Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Central Illinois, where they design and custom build furniture and storage solutions. Marcus has been professionally involved in Indianapolis since graduating from Ball State University. He started his career with the RCA Championships, then moved to the Indiana Fever and Pacers, and most recently at Exact Target, where he spent several years following the Salesforce acquisition. Marcus and his wife, Lindsay, have been married for seven years and have two twin girls, Naomi and Kai. They are members and actively involved in their local church at the Creek on the southeast side of Indianapolis. Marcus, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. So I just want to do a little shout out to uh, Liz Pru, uh, who connected us, but you also found Converge Coffee um, through a directory, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of, lot of similar connections here with Liz uh, helping get us linked up. Yeah, and absolutely love it. And I love when she was talking about California closets that... You kind of see, um, I kind of always, I just pictured it right away. It was modern family where he was talking, where the grandfather always talks about closets and I'm like, well, it's just a closet. Okay. I can organize my stuff. But she was talking about how you guys are doing some interesting things with tech and design. So my first question that I just want to start out right out of the gate is, uh, what inspired you to marry technology and design together with California closets? Like where have you been and then where are you going with this this new marrying of technology and design? Yeah, no, absolutely. And for the record, this wouldn't be the first modern family reference or uh, Jay Pritchard closets, closets, closets reference that, that I've gotten, but uh, we're, we're grateful for the, uh, the sort of brand awareness, if you will. Um, but yeah, so we've married technology and design in a couple different ways. Coming from the software industry, I think it was a unique series of experiences that sort of catapulted me into this business. And then we asked a lot of questions about how can we marry technology and design together more so than what we do today, which is we leverage things like AutoCAD and a lot of software to make the vision and the dreams come to life and actually become a manufactured good that we install. And so we started asking questions of our partners. One of the most recent things was trying to figure out a way to bring together a lot of the influencers and a lot of the folks who are in the design space and social media and just create a, a venue or a platform where people can share best practices and talk about the design industry, what's happening online, and just create, again, just an intersection and, and sort of create some return on collision where folks can just talk about what's working, what's not, and what are the trends in that space. And we find a lot of value just trying to sit at the center of and be the conduit for where that conversation happens. I like that, that you're, you're building a community out of it. It's just not an idea, but it's an actionable community building. And I like that. So going a little bit more deeper from tech and design here, um, you guys ran a uh, social event for your company, um, more, more practical. And I think that'd be in something interesting that the, uh, the converged coffee drinkers would want to know about, you know, your first social, you know, event, you know, why did you do it? What happened and what was the result and what, what are the next steps from that result? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, a lot of innovation that happens in our business. Sometimes we maybe go fast and break things. Uh, we try to really lean out over our skis a bit. And this event was, was one of those scenarios. We sort of cobbled together some influential folks in the local design community here in the Midwest 
brought them together in our showroom in Carmel, Indiana, and just created a platform where they could talk about how are they leveraging their platforms, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, uh, particular social media platforms to talk about design, to raise their brand awareness, and just really shared best practices across this panel of influencers. And we had really low expectations in terms of business impact and leads or sales growth. Really, for us, it was about creating just a place where people could have that intersection of design and technology. We think that there's value in us just sitting at the center of that intersection. And we thought that whatever happened organically from that event would probably be uh, a win-win. And and it certainly proved to be the case. The long tail uh, success of that event has certainly been leads and sales growth, which is to me a, a nice byproduct, but it's now positioned us to uh, have different conversations with different folks in the design space. It's creating a bit of a series of events throughout the Midwest that we're curating for 2019. And it, it's all coming on the heels of something that we sort of threw together with a few partners who were willing to try something with us. Uh, and it, and it, it probably exceeded most expectations. One thing you kind of mentioned right there that was interesting thing was uh, trying something like First rule of marketing, doing something, and then the second thing, doing it better. So I really like that little aspect where it was like, let's just try this, see how it, how, see how it works. And so, you know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of debate on, you know, conventional marketing versus, you know, experimental marketing and different things like that. You know, what, what kind of are your, your approaches to both conventional and experimental to, Make sure that um, the brand gets more awareness and is up leveled and, and gets more exposure. Yeah, that, I, I think it's it's a great question. We still call a lot of the tried and true plays that you would expect of a brand of of our position. Uh, we're calling TV plays. We're doing prints. We're doing online. Again, a lot of the fastballs down the middle are happening. Uh, but for us, we're always looking to innovate. Throw a few things against the wall, and something's probably bound to stick. And so inside of our company, we talk about having a culture of innovation, really a desire to say yes more than we say no. And this is kind of an example of that, where we had an idea, we we threw it against the wall and lo and behold, a part of it probably stuck. And that's what we're carrying into 2019. And so for us, we think that the space of influencers in social media specifically is not a net new idea, but we think even the kind of micro-influencers is a space that's probably untapped for us in 2019. The reality is the HGTV, Chip and Joanna movement, uh, everybody is sort of a, a, a designer of sorts in their own home. And so we're just capitalizing on a lot of the conversations that are happening across the social sphere. And we think that uh, if we can provide a place, we have literal showrooms where we can provide a place for some of those conversations to happen uh, there's probably some some synergy and some momentum we can create. I like it. So I'm going to stop drilling you on some questions here um, and move to this uh, section called the offline background. And I know that you wanted to talk about some CX or some customer experience stuff that you um, have just you can, you, you're you're itching to, t- to tell you know to tell me about. And I want you to tell it to I want to I want to hear it and as well as the um, coffee drinkers to hear it out there. So. What's what's on the horizon with California closets with uh, with CX? Yeah, I, I think a lot of this would, would be on the heels of that idea of just saying yes more than we say no and trying to innovate. I'd preface any of this with the fact that it's it's not perfect. Nothing is is working maybe exactly as we thought, but it's our pursuit of an increased 
customer experience uh, and, and an improved customer experience that drives us. And so we're sort of just uh, incredibly in, uh, obsessed with our net promoter score. There's a Harvard business case study that's coming out that we got to participate in relative to how do we utilize the net promoter score in the coming weeks, which we're, we're really excited to see that come to life. But that's kind of been on the heels of, of some things we've tried to test internally uh, in something as basic as customer journeys, right? We, we in the past had a problem where you might purchase something, Sean, and you wait uh, several weeks before it comes to be delivered and installed in your home. And so we thought we'd address that through some tried and true basic tactics that, you know, from the software world, you know, well, just like an Amazon experience, you purchase something, you're reminded of what you purchased and when it's coming and all those notifications. And uh, if you have to wait six weeks, there's probably a, a decreasing level of excitement. And so we've just created a series of journeys that sort of remind you of the excitement, remind you of the investments you made and, and set you up for uh, that delivery of that product because uh, there's a lot that went into co-creating this design together. And we want to remind you about what you what you chose to do and what you collaborated with our design team to create. So we do that through emails and texts and buttons. And and I'm sure we're thinking about, you know, how does how does maybe AI or chatbots, how do, how do all those things come into play? Again, future iterations of these journeys. But even version one of this that we've stood up over the past 12 months has been pretty influential and impactful for our clients. And I think it's a, it's, it's a quote from Danny Meyer, who was the founder of Union Square Hospitality, a number of incredible restaurants out east. He's, he's got a, a really cool book called Setting the Table, but he talks a lot about uh, one size doesn't actually fit all. One size should fit one. And so our desire is to create a one size fits one journey and leveraging digital technology uh, like the journey is one of those places. I would also say that we're trying very tactical components where we go to a consultation and a client's expecting a child. We're going to automatically mail them with a handwritten note, uh, California Closets onesie, or we're going to go install a product and there's little children on site. We're just going to so happen to have a small toolbox that's branded California Closets for the kids to play with. Again, a kid-friendly one. Uh, but the big question is, how do we operationalize those many experiences and make them more of the norm versus the one-off. And so that's really what we're focused on is building on that digital journey. And then how does it manifest itself with the actual physical installation and delivery of our product? I like it. I mean, I think that's the, that's the um, bread and butter of what everybody's trying to figure out is, you know, how do you make those small experiences? How do you um, almost not commercialize, but how do you bake that on scale? And so that's, I'm excited for you for, for this year, for 2019 to see, you know, what are kind of some of the results of what you, you know, what's been working, what hasn't and seeing how that improves. So enough about California clauses now, <laughs> it's more about, about Marcus. Like why do, why do you get up and do what you do? Like what, what is your main thing when you get up in the morning? You're like, this is the reason why I go to work. Yeah. I'd probably say, I'd say two things. Number one, we have over 50 employees here in our business throughout the Midwest uh, and, I, and I come to work every day to try to create and design a better life for those employees. All the client experience stuff that that I talked about, uh, we truly believe that if we can create the experiences and design better lives for our employees internally, that they're going to reciprocate that to our clients probably tenfold. So I, I do this for our team and the incredible folks that I get to work with every day. Uh, and then certainly I do it for Naomi, Kai, and, and, and my wonderful wife, Lindsay, who actually provides me the opportunity to do this day and night uh, and, and pour into this business. I like it. So 
now not work, but what do you do as a hobby or creatively that um, kind of brings back, you know, some new ideas into work or, an, uh, you know, a, an, uh, an uptick in energy? Yeah, I'd say hobby wise, uh, if it can be a hobby is in, as I've grown older, I, I've enjoyed reading. I didn't read as a child. Unfortunately, I, I chose to do a number of other things, but I, I really have a, a, a childlike curiosity and kind of an insatiable desire to continue learning. I try to read as much as possible. When you have three-year-old twin girls, sometimes you'd have to get up really early or stay up really late to read in quiet. Uh, but those are sacrifices I make to, to capitalize on that hobby of mine. Okay, so now the last one, what do you, what do, you do health-wise to make sure that you are taking care of yourself, taking care of your employees, and taking care of your family? And probably three components to this for me. One would be physical health, so pretty active guy, and I'm going to have to be chasing around three-year-old twins, but I uh, like to get out, exercise pretty frequently, was able to c- complete a, a number of races last year uh, and, and enjoy that aspect from a physical perspective. Spiritually, Lindsay and I are involved in uh, the creek on the southeast side of Indy, which is a big part of our community and in, in our lives spiritually. And I think uh, a recent one for me in 2018 and, and now in 19 has been uh, sort of a, a mental health component. And I've been working with an executive coach that's a uh, uh, one of the, the great assets that are provided to me through our holding company, Threefold. Uh, and this executive coach is really working with me on the practice of mindfulness and mindful leadership. So the ability for me to pause, uh, for me to reflect, to create quiet space in my calendar uh, so that I can just grow as an individual. Uh, there's so much coming at us, so much noise, so much content all the time. I think it's been a really challenging and a very convicting practice to understand what it means to be mindfully present not just at work in one-on-one conversations, but to be a mindfully present father, husband, and those kind of things. So I'm excited about what that could mean for the folks in my life in, in 2019 and beyond. Well, Marcus, I appreciate you talking about California closets and sharing a little bit about yourself. I think that uh, 2019, where you're going with you know, the conventional experimental, the custom uh, customer you know, journeys of being very intentional, um, I think you're, you're, you're onto something here. Um, you know, especially with cl- closets and the Jay Pritchard reference. <laughs> so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, John. Thank you so much for the, the chance to talk about what we're doing here at California closets and, uh, what's driving us every day. We're grateful for it. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.